forced into war by the imperialist superpower Great Britain. Surprised and exasperated by their successful resistance, first in conventional combat and later in a protracted guerrilla war, the British commanders resorted to a campaign of terror against the civilian population. As a result, the Boers became victims of persecution as well as heroes. This is the narrative the park conveys. Three sculptures symbolise different stages of the war. Farewell, 11-10-1899, represents a militant young Boer leaving for the front at the outbreak of war. The exile depicts a man and his grandson at the railing of a ship, representing the thousands of Boer prisoners of war whom the British sent to camps overseas. The Die Hard, 31st May 1902, illustrates the plight of the surviving commandos at the end of the war. It shows a battle-weary Boer on an emaciated horse, exhausted from years of hardship and deprivation, but with head held high. These are the memories preserved here. It is the story of David and Goliath, except that this David was forced to surrender under the pressure of unendurable suffering. This is expressed on the circular plinth on which the column rests. An inscription between the sculptures and the plaques reads, this national monument has been erected in commemoration of the 26,370 women and children who died in the concentration camps, as well as other women and children who succumbed elsewhere as a result of the War of 1899-1902, unveiled on 16th December 1913. Visitors today might be misled by the inscription. Since the Second World War, the term concentration camps has been associated with the Nazis' systematic murder of the Jews, but that is not what it meant in 1913. In the light of what we know today, it would be more accurate to call the British camps internment camps, because that is what they were, and they were massive. Commander-in-Chief Lord Roberts and his successor Lord Kitchener hoped that removing the civilian population from the war zone would force the Boer commanders to surrender. Some 115,000 people, mostly women and children, were rounded up and incarcerated in appalling conditions, where almost a quarter of them, mainly children, perished. The population of the two Boer republics was decimated. The National Women's Memorial, its official name, depicts the suffering of the Boer nation and shows why the Boers were unable to keep up the fight. But it also alludes to heroism. The monument is dedicated to our heroines and beloved children. Beneath the inscription is a quotation from the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done, four words that encapsulate the Boers' unwavering belief in divine predestination. Five tombs that were later incorporated into the monument also allude to heroism and martyrdom. Here lie the remains of Emily Hobhouse, the British activist who exposed the cruelty and injustice of the camps, along with those of the President of the Orange Free State, Martina Steyn, the ultimate diehard, and his wife Tibby. Beside them are the graves of the commando's spiritual mentor, Father Kestel, and the legendary Boer General Christian de Vette. This romantic image of the Boers as tragic heroes will be familiar to an older generation of Dutch readers. It lingered on in the collective memory of the Dutch long after the Second World War. Those who grew up with books by L. Penning will recall works like De Verkenner van Christian de Vett, Christian de Vett's Scout, one of five volumes in the famous Vessels series.
originally published between 1900 and 1904 and reprinted until the 1970s. The Boers in Penning's books were tough, intrepid pioneers, people who feared God but didn't flinch in the face of bloodthirsty kaffirs or wild animals. Men with beards, with a psalm on their lips and a loaded rifle in their hands, they threw themselves into battle defending a righteous cause against a numerically superior force of treacherous rednecks. Generations of Dutch youngsters reveled in the unequal but heroic struggle, good against evil, the Boer War. The adventures of Penning's protagonists, Field Cornet Lewis Vessels and his trusty companion Blicorci, were an empathetic blend of fact and fiction. Penning had never actually seen the world he was describing, but neither had his German contemporary Karl May, who created Vinatou and Old Shatterhand without having set foot.